Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. What a crazy day it has been. Week 5, we're talking to you after Sunday night. Seattle just pulled off an amazing 27-26 victory over the Vikings. Tremendous performance by Russell Wilson. Tremendous performance by DK Metcalf. Tremendously bad coaching by Mike Zimmer. Use your timeouts, Mike Zimmer. Again, the red zone. Not, uh, I, I don't know why NFL coaches can't figure that out. But the big story of the day, Matt Verderam, as we get going here and welcome in. Thank you for listening to Stack in the Box. We love it when you give us a rating and review the podcast. Thank you so much. But uh, the big news from today is uh, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys and the compound fracture and all the contract talk and people blaming Dak for not taking the, for, for, you know, not taking a deal, and now he's hurt, and what did he do to himself, and where do the Cowboys go from here? But uh, obviously just a terrible thing for Dak and a terrible thing for the Cowboys, and prayers up that he gets back to being who he was. But that was was rough to see, Matt. Yeah, that was awful. Um, Listen, there's injuries, and then there are injuries. And that is a season-ender, a hopefully not, but potentially a, a career in jeopardy type thing. I mean, I'm sure we'll see him again, but is he the same player again? I mean, who knows, right? That is a major, major uh, wound to Prescott. So hopefully he comes back and he's him and he's great again because he was on pace for over 5,000 yards passing this year. He was on pace to have the biggest year of his career. And people always treat him like he's his game manager. He had 4,900 yards last year. They had the best offensive football by yardage. So, it was awful to see. I was watching the game live and it happened. Um, just just terrible. And look, there's no way around it. I mean, not to be insensitive, but the, let's be real. I mean, the contracting is just a huge part of this. Like, he, right, so, he could have signed. And, and now, now what? I mean, there are, there's so many questions. I mean, I still think he's going to get good money, but he's not going to get a five-year deal at $34.5 million a season with $100 million guaranteed, which is what he turned down. And this guy, I get why he bet on himself. He's been remarkably durable. He hasn't missed a start in his career. So, I mean, 69 games from his rookie season. Six longest streak from the start of rookie season uh, since the NFL-AFL merger. We're going back to 1970 here. And, and think about what he's done. I mean, only Brady, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, who we just watched, you know, have more games than, than Prescott's 41 since 2016. I mean, this guy's been out there. So it's, it's, I, I get why he would bet on himself. And they've had a lot of success. I mean, a couple of division titles, you know, they, they've been to the divisional round twice. I know they haven't gotten to a conference title game or a Super Bowl, but my God, he's had a pretty good career so far, especially considering he was not thought of as a major prospect coming out of college. So it really is a shame. You know, you wish he had the security that guys like Mahomes and Watson got this offseason. And now you head into a very interesting situation in the sense that like Andy Dalton, say whatever you want about Andy Dalton. He's a good, he's a very good backup. I mean, this is a guy who has Pro Bowl, you know, uh, on his resume. He can play. Is he a top 10 starter? No, he's not Dak, but he can play. He's, he's a capable quarterback. And they won today. They're 2-3, and three, which is not normally something you'd be excited about, but they're winning the division. So, 
you know, now you wonder too, you know, does Dalton save the year for them? Can he keep them afloat? You know, from a Cowboys perspective, I think he can because the division's terrible. Like, can Andy Dalton get them to nine wins? Yeah, he probably can. I agree. I, I listen. I think that uh, you still have Zeke. You have a defense that should be better than it's been at the at bare minimum, and you have a weak division, and you have a capable quarterback in Andy Dalton. So I don't think the Cowboys are done. Um, you know, one more thing on Dak. He's he's taking a picture from the the hospital with his brother Tad. You see that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're sitting there, and his, his brother's putting on the, the caption on the photo. He'll be back stronger than ever. You know, their, their, their brother Jace uh, took his own life in April. You know, he's, he's talked a lot about mental health. So, I mean, I mean good God. Like, what a, what a journey that's going on over there. But uh, the other thing is, like, people are, like, screaming about, like, I watched Stephen A. Smith having a freak out. To, like, you know, he should have gotten his money. The dude made 30-plus million this year. He, he, should, he should be set for life. Uh, not set for life the way he was going to be, uh, but this isn't a guy that's been making $500,000, which, by the way, is also a lot of money. Uh, uh, you know, so I, I, it, it's not great, but... Um... Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. You know me. I'm a huge football fan, but it can be stressful for us super fans. So Progressive is going to help take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how your team threw the wrong ball on the wrong net, just think about how Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Well, hope this distraction about Progressive's Home Court Explorer was helpful. It sure helped me from stressing about my team for a bit. Anyway, go sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to make $31 million in my life here, Verderam. I don't know if you will. Uh, I'm, I'm angling for it. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a review coming up. Now, listen, I, I'll say this, though, just from a, a pushing it forward, kind of looking ahead sort of a perspective on this. If, if we're both right and Andy Dalton plays well, now, let's just right off the top. I'm not saying that Andy Dalton is replacing Dak Prescott. It's not happening. What I am saying is if he plays well and he puts up good numbers in this offense with these receivers and, and Ezekiel Elliott behind him, you do wonder that let's say Prescott is healed up and he's ready to go for training camp and everything's going good. Maybe we have a normal world in 2021 and we have OTAs and, and all that. Does Jerry pay Dak Prescott? Or is, is, are we now kicking the can down the road again? Because Dallas is going to have a tough time franchising him again with the cap league-wide the way it may be because of COVID, because of their cap situation. Like they would have to tag him essentially about $37 million if memory serves. So what happens now? Uh, what I'll, happens? That, to me, is the fascinating thing that comes out of a very unfortunate situation. So I, here's what I would, would bet on with Dak. I think Jerry steps up, gives him a short-term, incentive-laden, well-paying deal that mitigates some of the risk for both the Cowboys and gives Dak – a good chunk of change for all he's done for the team. And then they figure it out from there. That's, that's what I would, that's what I think should happen. I think that's what will happen. There's a part of me that says I could see that. I, I, I thought about that too, like two years and like, you know, 70 some odd million and, you know, a lot of it guaranteed. Then there's also the part of me, it's just if Dak thinks he can get more than that on the open market, does he just say, no, screw that. I'm, I'm hitting free agency. And that's a huge gamble. Like, I, I'm not saying it's not. I just, I think that injury, man, <laughs> That opens up a lot of new avenues. 
Like that, it really does. Now, if now Dalton's terrible and they completely bomb, th- then you run into the question of, well, do they draft somebody? Like, there's just a lot of, of balls in the air. I always err on the side of teams retain their star quarterbacks, so I would think he will be back. But it does open up some interesting possibilities. Last thing here on deck, can you recall an NFL player who's had this injury at the quarterback position? Because the only guy that I can think of with this injury is Gordon Hayward. And so I'm going basketball and with the Celtics. Um, and he's come back to play, hasn't been quite the same. Uh, but maybe, you know, Dak doesn't have to, you know, he doesn't have to, it's not basketball, it's a different skill set. So I, I think he can do it. I'm not a doctor either. So I'm just trying to think like relative to football. I mean, that was just nasty sitting him laying on the carpet, trying to put his leg back together or just straight bile, but there's some really talented doctors out there. So I think, you know, modern medicine, he'll be able to do it. Yeah. I, I think you will too. I can't think of any quarterback off the top of my head. I mean, I've seen guys have that happen to him in the NFL. I've seen that injury before, um, but it's not one I can recall the quarterback. I mean, really, you know, Alex Smith, I mean, that was a totally different injury. That was his leg more than his ankle, obviously. Theisman, famously, same thing. I can't think of one uh, that I would say, yeah, that, that's similar from the quarterback position. And by the way, for the record, if I looked down and I saw my leg in that position, I wouldn't be popping it back in. I, I'm pretty certain I would faint. I, that, that is, that's a yeah. rough moment right there. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go on the field. Biggest surprise of the day was the Las Vegas Raiders rolling into Kansas City and beating the tar off your Chiefs, Matt Bertram. They put Kansas City in their place. Yes, they did, John Gruden and company. Uh, great win for the Raiders, 3-2, first loss for Kansas City, first loss for Patrick Mahomes by more than eight points since college, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but I, I do – I guess to me this, the, the topic that's on the table here is are the Chiefs just going to have to outscore teams to win? And I think that is a legitimate discussion or not to overreact to one loss, but that's on the table for this Chiefs team right now. See, I, you know, I'm going to come at this from a totally different angle. I don't think that's the problem at all because they, they were the only team coming into today to not give up more than 20 points in the game. They actually defensively have been pretty good. I mean, they, they were number one in pass DVOA. They were actually – here's the – right now the problem with the Chiefs – this is going to sound really weird. Their offense has not been that good this year. It has not been that good. Now, I will qualify that by saying commensurate to what their standard is offensively because they are averaging almost 31 points a game. Okay, they have not been uh, anemic, but they go through these spells. They do not play well offensively. They were not good against New England for three quarters on offense. They were hideous against the Chargers. The only reason they won that game was Mahomes made one of the all-time throws to Hill, and Bucker hit about nine field goals from 58 yards out. They were excellent against Baltimore. Today, they were awesome in the first half and then went into a coma for the second half of the game. The problem right now in Kansas City is when, is the offensive line has been inconsistent. Now, I do expect them to be better, although Osemele tore tendons in both of his knees today. That's not going to help. Nope. Um, so that's not great. But their problem really has actually been their tackles, which is weird. I mean, Schwartz is the best right tackle in football, and Fisher's a pro bowler. But they've not played well. Now, that all said, do I think the Chiefs will be fine? Yeah, I think the Chiefs will be fine. That was a great one by the Raiders. I give them a lot of credit. Derek Carr took shots downfield early and often. They converted on Big-time throws. And to, uh, to be honest, I think it surprised Kansas City. I don't think the Chiefs expected them to do that at all. They were able to do it, give kudos to them. Defensively, the Raiders in the second half of the game played really well. 
They got some pressure with four. They had four sacks coming into the day as a team. They got a lot more pressure than that. Look, I give the Raiders credit. Do I think they're going to win the AFC West? No. Do I think Kansas City is going to roll to the division title? Yeah. But give the Raiders a lot of props. They played really well. Carr was excellent. And the Chiefs, they got to get it together a little bit offensively. They have not been the the perfect unit that they always are. Now, that said, they played like complete crap and, and scored 32 points. So, I mean, that's the level of talent you're dealing with. But, yeah, they were not good. I mean, I just – I got a lot of respect for Adam Teicher, who's covered the team for – since the team started, basically. Certainly yeah. since I was yeah. back in Kansas City a long, long time. And he's dialing up in his game story today a comparison, like, could this be the 2018 Chiefs where they're going to have to outscore teams? Um, or they lost regular season game score 51 and 40 in an AFC title game where they put up 31. He's, no, I, 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 listen, I have all the respect in the world for Adam. He did a great job to star, and now he does so at ESPN as well. But let's be real. I mean, if you go back and look at these games this year, they only the Chargers game, their defense kept them in it the whole game. The same thing's that's true. And the same thing's true on Monday night against the Pats. They couldn't yeah. score a point. Right. You know, but- in that game, was a deep. Now, listen, now that all said, do I think the offense is more talented than the defense? I mean, yes, obviously. But right now, I will say this as a fan of the team, taking off the analyst hat for a minute, this is just a view from afar. My, I think their biggest problem right now is when they go into these games, and today is especially the case, the Raiders, for them and for other teams, the Chiefs are their Super Bowl. That is the That's biggest true. game on the schedule. And for the Chiefs, with due respect to the Raiders, we're not a bad team. They're an average team, in my opinion. The Chiefs go into this game like, who the hell cares? It's an, it's an yeah. October game. Now, I'm not saying that they're going in there in terms of, like, I don't think they're actually physically going in there going, we don't care about the game. But I don't think they're as emotionally up for these games. And they're going to have to be because they're going to get everybody's best shot. I think sometimes the Chiefs, look, they go into these games and it's almost like, well, Mahomes is so great, he'll just he'll he'll take care of business. And we're just along for the ride sometimes. And I think you saw that today. There, it's almost as though Mahomes has to perform a magic act three times a drive because they, they just kind of r- rely on it. Where these other teams go in there and they're high as hell and they've planned all week and they're ready to go. And the Chiefs just kind of are asleep for portions of the game. I, I don't think it's a matter of effort. The Chiefs have shown plenty of effort. I think it's more a matter of, hey, the Raiders are dialed in all week. This is the biggest game of the year. We're at Arrowhead. Got to win it. Got to show something. And the Chiefs, it's like, yeah, it's the Raiders. That's fine. Fair enough. Got to get over that. Yeah, and human nature is a real thing. We are humans. So, And when you've won a Super Bowl and you're 4-0, 5-0, whatever, you – you can't. You're not always going to be at the very top of your game. It's, just, it's not humanly possible to do that, if you will. And let, let's uh, speaking of not at the top of their game, uh, let, let's go over to the Niners who got smoked today. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was sacked three times in the first half. Kyle Shannon's like, you know what, buddy, you're coming off a ankle inj- injury that's not 100 percent here. So let's get you out of this football game and let let's get. Um, C.J. Beathard out there. I, I don't think they're, you know, this is not a long-term play in San Francisco in my mind, but it is interesting that Garoppolo is scuffling and, and the 49ers are getting their, their, I mean, they're getting their heads handed to them, really. Uh, 43-17 by the Dolphins here. I mean, the Fitz magic was out today, 350 yards, three touchdown passes. So I, I thought they made the right move getting him out of there. You weren't going to come back. 
You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you, and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I can win that football game, so, but I don't think this is anything long-term where he's not going to be starting. I agree. I do think, though, look, we work in media. We all understand this. Like, them pulling Garoppolo is going to start a firestorm, even though I agree with you. And I don't think it's long-term. I think I'll be back under center next weekend. When you yank the quarterback, and, and, and look, it would be different if he was Mahomes or Russell Wilson or you know, somebody who obviously you're not ever going to bench. Like, I, I, was, I wrote about this for the Stack in the Box column on Monday morning for Fanside, and I, I wrote that, do I think he's getting benched? No, I don't. But, you know, this is a team that they lost the Super Bowl. He played horribly in the fourth quarter. He was kind of the scapegoat. Then this offseason, they openly said, yeah, we thought about signing Tom Brady. I mean, Nick Mullins plays well against the Giants, and you got people in the Bay Area asking Shanahan whether or not they might stick with Nick Mullins. Now, that's a, that's a media creation. But my point is, Garoppolo's not on such firm ground here that if he stinks up the joint for a month, they, they, they're just going to go, oh, that's okay. You know, we, we have our guy. And so that I do think is a real question. He's not going anywhere this year. He will be there. But, you know, just the fact that everybody's like, oh, C.J. Beathard, the starting quarterback, it doesn't say a whole hell of a lot of what people think about Garoppolo. No, that's true. And I don't think anybody thinks Jimmy Garoppolo is, is going to be the reason if San Francisco ever gets back to where they were last year that the Niners – win a Super Bowl, he'll be a Jeff Hostetler, Mark right. Rippin, whoever, whatever you want to, whoever you want to tee up a mediocre quarterback that won a Super Bowl. Bether, by the way, today was, didn't distinguish himself. He was, he was okay at best. No, um, he's average. He's a backup. Right. So, uh, but the magic, man, uh, I think that's interesting in, in Miami. The Dolphins are now two and three, which is not really good for anything, but it does make me wonder how long we're going to wait to see Tua here. But, uh, all right, let's go into the future here, Matt. For another big story around the NFL is the Wild and Willie Cleveland Browns, who are – they. I mean, the, the last time the Browns won four of their first five to start the year, that would be the Bill Belichick era before the Browns were dismantled. So – uh, we're, we're going back to 1994 here. They finished 11 and five that year. Even my guy Cody Parkey was doinking in kicks today for uh, the old Brownies. So, and Baker played decent, not great, but they're lo- starting to look like a bona fide playoff team here at bare minimum. They are. Although you said the sentence, I was just you know, D- Baker played decent, not great. Like I'm not trying to throw cold water on this. He's going to have to play better than decent at some point, right? Like. Yeah. Now, they have beaten the Bengals, the football team, the Cowboys, and the Colts. Now, the, the, the Cowboys are at least somewhat of a football team, although not much of one. The Colts, I think, are decent, although highly overrated. I mean, the Colts have beaten nobody, okay? I mean, you want to talk about teams being absolutely nobody. The Colts are, are the poster child for it. Um, I think the Browns are good, and I, I do think they have a real shot at getting in the playoffs. I do not think they're as good as Baltimore or Pittsburgh. I don't. I think that is a very, very high bar. They play Pittsburgh, by the way, next Sunday. So that's a big game. Believe it's in Pittsburgh. 
That's a big one. If they win that game, I will change my tune on the on the Browns. Who, by the way, I do think are a nine or ten win team. I don't think they're bad. I think the Browns are legitimately interesting. The problem is their defense is not good, and that's masked today by the fact that Phillip Rivers is completely washed. Okay, we'll get to them in a little bit, but I mean, watching Rivers today, my God, I mean, he just can't throw the ball. Yeah, it, it wasn't pretty, and it, it, the game is at Pittsburgh. It's a noon kickoff next Sunday, for the record. Um, and, and the topic, by the way, on the table for us is, are the Browns going to seriously contend in the AFC North, which is a tall topic, uh, and which is why you're punting down the rotor to see what happens against the Steelers next week. I, I seriously contend is, is too tall for me to say yes right now, but I do think they're going to be a playoff team this year. I, I, think, they're, I think that Cleveland's going to get in. Also, uh, Stefanski's done a really nice job. He has, they're, uh, and they're... They finally have a coach. It's I mean, think, 20 years, but they've not. Think about... The, I mean, it's pretty quick, too. I mean, Freddie Kitchens is not that far away from running around, and that was just an absolute shit show. So, yes. um, good for you, Cleveland. Uh, let's look at the NFC East. Who is going to win the NFC East? Now we got Andy Dalton running around here. Uh, the Eagles were in a competitive game. for. Uh, I was watching a bunch of that game today with, with the Steelers, but uh, ended up coming up short here. Uh, rough. I mean, obviously, from the Dallas game, just a rough loss for the Giants. I mean, yeah, you, you, you got to feel like, yeah, well, a if you had that game, you're in the conversation for the division. How crazy the division is! But uh, I mean, to me, it's Dallas. You want to go anywhere else? I, I like Philly. I still do. You really? And I, I picked Philly coming in. Like Dallas's defense is a friggin' disaster, man. I, I, I don't, I don't have anything against Dalton. I think Dalton will keep them at least moving offensively. That defense is god awful. I sat there and watched that whole game today. Man, a lot. It can't stop anybody. I mean, they just can Daniel Jones stinks. That offense is worthless, and they had 34 points. Now, I understand there was a pick six in there. I get all that. The Giants went up and down the field on them. Like, the whole game. I mean, it's just – you're not going to win games That's, like that consistently. You're not. Like, I don't, I don't care. Now, look, I think Dalton will do his part. So, if their defense ever gets their crap together, maybe. But for now, like – Philadelphia, as bad as they've been, they were in that game against Pittsburgh. They beat the Niners. Like I, I just, I, I think Philly's slightly better, not good, but better. No, that's very fair, very fair. And the Steelers obviously are seventeen times the competition that the New York Giants are. And by the yep. way, Dallas with fans in the stands was at home for whatever that's worth. While the uh, Eagles were on the road, um, I don't know. I, it's a, it's a toss up at the top of that thing. I I still I actually think with Dalton that maybe I'm going too tall here on Andy Dalton, but I th- I I think he'll solidify the Cowboys' offense. They'll dial it down as to what they can do, and somehow, some way that maybe that that defense will come along here, and they'll be able to get to seven and nine, eight and eight, and that'll that'll be enough in the in the NFC East. Um, but I say that with minimal confidence here, Verderam. What about the Panthers? Matt Rule, you stud you. Carolina's in the conversation here. Uh, I, I mean, are we, are we looking at the NFC South going to the Panthers? Because right now they're tied with Tampa 3-2, and two, and Tom Brady doesn't know how many downs there are. So, I mean, everything's on the table here. Tom Brady's still trying to figure out when he gets fifth down. But uh, regardless, listen, I do not think the Panthers will make the playoffs, but – I got to hand it to them. Like they're, they're doing a hell of a job. That team, every draft pick they had was spent on defense. And 
I came into the year, I think, with the same expectations for everybody else. Just, okay, their, their defense is going to be god-awful. They're just going to have to kind of adjust. They, they soundly beat the Cardinals. They beat the Falcons. They beat the Chargers. And I get it. Like, none of those teams are, are probably going to go to the Super Bowl. But a couple of those teams are pretty good. Like, they're decent. And, uh, you know, I, I give the Panthers a lot of credit, man. Teddy Bridgewater's done a nice job. Matt Roll, Joe Brady, Joe Brady the uh, offensive coordinator, came out from LSU. They've done a really nice job. Like, I, I got to give the Panthers a lot of credit. And do I think they're a, a, the equal of Tampa or New Orleans? No. I think they're probably going to lose their remaining three games with them. They got to go to Arrowhead later in the year. That's probably a loss. Like, but you know what? Do I, could, could they go seven and nine, something like that? Maybe even eight and eight? Yeah. And that's a huge win for them. That's a great job if you're Carolina. I think Carolina, if you're a Panthers fan, you should be really excited about this team. And you know what? The most impressive thing, these three wins have all come without Christian McCaffrey. Right. And you went out in the offseason and you signed Teddy Bridgewater. You moved on from Cam, and Teddy looks like he's going to be everything. Yeah, like he's going to be fantastic for him. Solidify the position. I've always liked Teddy. Just a solid, solid, not going to be super sexy, but just going to get the job done for you. I mean, Mike Davis is leading the Panthers in rushing. He was a Chicago yeah. Bear last year. I mean, the guy's been around the league. And, and if you ask Bears fans who, that, who Mike Davis was, they'd look at you cross-eyed. So, and you're going to get McCaffrey back. Um, and you've got that defense, man. It's, 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 it's coming. And they're super young. There's some talent there. So, uh, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I mean, it's that I, I'm not trying to put them, it's hard to put them above the Bucks, obviously, and the Saints. That seems crazy. But Carolina is definitely on the path right now. They're way, 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 way better off than they were a year ago at this point. Yes, no doubt. Um, Dan Quinn's out. As we have our second uh, head coach moving on this year, fired by the Falcons. I, I, you know what? I feel bad for Dan. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for anybody who gets to that level and makes that level of money. But, um, you know, he, he, you're never going to live down 28 to 3. No. Uh, you'll never live it down. That's and then the you. Tombstone. Yep. And, and you've, you know, this year, Seattle, Dallas, the Bears. I mean, it's just been brutal in, in blowing games that they should have won. I, I think it was time in Atlanta, but the dude had, you know, look, he got him to a Super Bowl. He's got a 500 record when he was there. Um, I, I wouldn't rule out that he'd get another NFL head coaching job at some point in his, in his Dan Quinn life. Think that's too tall? I, I'd be surprised. I mean, it also doesn't help he's a defensive guy. You know, yeah, okay. In a, in a league that's gone offensive. I'll say this. Because I don't have much to add other than, like, Atlanta had to make the move. They had to. And, and also, uh, Dimitrov had to be ousted as the GM, which he was. You know, do you, you know that they have the third most cap commitments next year? I mean, how's it even possible? Like, you stink to high heaven, and you have the third worst cap situation next year? So he had to go. Um, but what I was going to say is when you have a shot at the ring, you better win it. Because it's not just a shot. You're up 28 to 3 right, on break. Right. So Come when you on. have a stranglehold on the ring, you better hold on. Like that, and I said that last year about the Niners, and I got killed on Twitter by a lot of Niners fans. When you have a shot to win it all, you better do it. I know there's the Pats and they're the outlier and all that. Look at how many great, great players all time. Rogers and, and Wilson, who no, they won, but I mean they, you know, they haven't been to the Super Bowl in years, right? I mean, you look at Marino. One of the greatest quarterbacks, arguably the greatest thrower of the football ever, 
got to a Super Bowl, second year as a starter, never got back. So for the Falcons, how different is Dan Quinn's career if they win that game? Maybe, maybe it doesn't change anything going forward. Maybe it changes everything. Who the hell knows? But I, I would expect the Falcons are going to blow this thing up now. Now that you fired the coach and the GM, you're going to have new people come in that from probably outside the building. And I, th- I think Julio Jones is going to get dealt in the offseason. I think there's a chance they try to move Matt Ryan, although his contract's not going to make it easy. If you're the Falcons, man, you need to shed salary and get picks. And forget about, by the way, what it would have done to his career with Dan Quinn. It's, it's like when your head hits the pillow at night or when you're walking around in a park at 2 in the afternoon, you'll, you never live it down. It, it's, no. it's, some, it's something that's always with you. I still think about my devastating loss for the Ram to uh, the Iowa football team in the Elite Eight of intramural, Intramurals, 1996, University of Iowa. You know, it never leaves you. He, he, he yeah, was the same. He was up 28 to three in the frigging Super Bowl against Tom Brady. Like, like it's a game that he'll wake up in a cold sweat thinking about every week of his right, life. Right. It is. Yeah. All right. Let's do in or out. We got four topics for you. Uh, you've been riding the Steelers, Matt Verderam. The and what's on the table? There's the Steelers are a top five team in the NFL. I'm assuming you're going to say yes. So I thought about this. Even though they lost today, and I swear to God, this isn't a homeristic thing, I still think if I had to pick one team to win the Super Bowl, I'd still pick the Chiefs right now. I would. I think they're the best team in football. Um, I think Seattle's interesting. Green Bay's there. I still like Baltimore a lot. But I would say Pittsburgh is a top-five team. Now, I will also say uh, I have concerns about their defense. The Eagles can't score against anybody. The Eagles went up and down the field on them. Like Chase Claypool has been awesome, but I'm guessing he's not going to score four touchdowns a week. Um, their offense does go in fits at times, but they've been good. I do worry about the Steelers defensively because they've beaten nobody. I mean, and the reason I put it on here is because, yes, I have an all over the Steelers. The Steelers barely beat Denver with Jeff Driscoll. They struggled to beat Philadelphia, both these games at home. They struggled to put the Giants away, who are hideous and haven't won a game yet. Right? And there's another game I can't even think of in my head right now. I know they played another bad team, and they won – uh, in a, in a not so convincing fashion, I cannot remember it for the they, life they, of me. They're the, the Giants, the Broncos, the Texans, and the Eagles. The Texans, thank you. Yeah, in yeah. that game, they were losing in the fourth quarter at home. Like in three of those games, were at home. So that's the concern I have right now with Pittsburgh. Is they're not playing anybody who can play at all, and they're like barely hanging in there. But I do think right now they're the fifth best team in the league. So I will say top five. And, and obviously that's uh, – we're, we're going to find out a lot about them and the Browns come Sunday. So let's just do it uh, on the fly here. Seattle is better than them in my mind. The Packers are better than the Steelers. Um, uh, I would put them as a coin flip with anybody else in the NFC, honestly. In the, um, oh, yeah, in the NFC, absolutely. I agree. I, I, and then, so now I got the Chiefs. That's three. The Titans, I, I'm not in on the Titans because who the hell knows what's going to be going on with their COVID situation. Uh, Buffalo, I, I think they are. I, I'm in on it. I, I think, I think. well, Buffalo, Baltimore, and so it's, it's a coin flip with the Bills. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Basically. 
Yeah, the, and you know the, what? Actually, I, I got to be fair. I didn't say the Bills. I, I just totally spaced on them. I think the Bills are good. I just, I'll be f- frank, man. I got to see it for a longer period of time. I just got to see the Bills. And, and I don't want to talk about the Jets and the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins won today, but like, I got it. I got to see Buffalo they, do it. They haven't beaten anyone. I mean, if, unless you want to give them credit for the Rams win, which is fair. And they killed them and then blew it and, and then came back and got it done, which I overall was impressive. I got to say, I just, the Steelers have a, a longer pedigree of winning than the Bills do. So I, right now, I'll say the Steelers, but the Bills are right there. The Bills are yeah, right there. Yeah. As a coin flip for the top five, I'll be in on it. The Colts can contend in the AFC with Phillip Rivers. He looked fine against the Bears last week. He just had a rough day today. Uh, but and I still I'm in on the I'm in on the Colts, man. I know you're not, but uh, that defense is not elite, elite. But I think it's good oh, enough that they can at least contend I'm, in the AFC. I'm so out on this. I'm so beyond out on this. When I talk contend in the AFC, could they make the playoffs? Yes, That's all I'm doing, saying. They're not doing anything beyond that, man. He he can't he can't play. He can't play. He killed them against Jacksonville. I mean, think about that. They lost to Jacksonville. He he was not good against the Jets. He was very good against the Vikings. So they're they're picking the end zone. He was nothing special against the Bears. They, they, he didn't have to be because the Bears couldn't score a point. But he, he wasn't he wasn't great in that game. And he stunk today in Cleveland. Like I'm sorry. I, see anyone who listens to this probably knows this at this point. But like I don't judge teams based off of what they're doing in the moment. I judge them off of what I think they can do in January because that's all that matters. Like that's why I said earlier with Kansas City. Hey, look, it's a bad loss. The Raiders played really well today. God bless them. They played probably their best game they're going to play all year. And that's not a knock. It's just they played played really well. But, like, am I going to care about week five that they lost to the Raiders in January? Probably not, right? Like, realistically, no. I'm going to care about how healthy they are, how Mahomes is playing, how how the defense looks. And with the Colts, I can't get – you cannot mask that kind of quarterback deficiency in the playoffs. You just can't. Teams are just going to stack the box, but go ahead, man, beat me. And so do I think they can make the playoffs? Yeah, I think they can maybe go 9-7, and seven, something like that, make the playoffs. But I don't they're – not, they're not beating Kansas City or Baltimore or Pittsburgh or Buffalo. They're, they're just not. I'd be very surprised. All right, let's move on to topic three, which is at least one more coach will be fired in season. So we lost Dan Quinn. And uh, we, we, we lost Bill O'Brien. We lost Bill O'Brien in Houston. That was emotional. We Adam Gase is still lurking. Vic Fangio is still lurking. I don't. Uh, Denver's one and three. I don't know what's going to happen there. Just thinking about your candidates here. Um, oh, Matt Patricia says hello. Matt Patricia is is definitely in the in the team photo here. You think we're going to lose somebody else here? I do. I'm in. I think I think Gase or Patricia. I don't think anybody else. I'd be surprised if anybody else. I think Gase or Patricia is going to get fired. Yeah, because dude, I'm I'm not even going to put on the analyst half. Dude, the Jets suck. Like they are so impossibly bad. I I don't know how you ride this out. I really don't. Like even if you just say, look, we're firing him. We're going to put in some nobody as the interim. If you don't want it to be Greg Williams, fine. How how can you continue to trot him out here? I mean, it's, dude, it's embarrassing. Like. It's one thing to lose in the NFL. Get the Falcons rolling five. And, and yeah, that, that's bad. But I don't know by NFL standards if it's embarrassing. I mean, it's embarrassing watching the Jets. The Jets are non-competitive. I mean, they don't even come near winning these games. 
I really think if Gase is the head coach of the full year, they might lose every game. They might lose every game. They're not even close. What about Doug Marone? Quote, possible. They're, they're, they're bad, and he's been there for a while. That's, not, that's a dark horse pick. I could see that. I mean, I'm just looking at one comment from my guy Gardner Minshew today. They asked him, like, what's going on there, Gardner? You've lost four in a row. What's up with the, the locker room? I don't know. It's a good question. We're just actually talking about that, trying to figure out what it is, what's missing. Because we have moments where we feel really good about it, moments that it just all, moments that it just all goes to shit, kind of. And we've just got to figure out how to be more consistent and keep moving forward. I don't know. Could be a Doug Marone situation going on there in Jacksonville. Could just, be. All right, you, the last one's a fun one. Seattle's green jerseys are the ugliest things in football. Mer- Verderam, in or out? That shit is atrocious. Those are the <laughs> ugliest things in the NFL. Tampa Bay had a good argument there with that alarm clock nonsense for the longest time. But, man, I mean, Seattle, you look like a bunch of damn highlighters. Like, I'm a big Jersey guy. I always have been. Um, those are an abomination. Those are as bad as it gets. You like the Jaguars unis? No, but, I mean, but, oh, the Jacksonville did at least get better in recent years, and they got rid of that two-tone garbage, the helmet. Seattle, man, mm. those things are bad. But let me ask you this. What is, in your opinion, and I don't even know if you care about any of this stuff, but what is, what is in your lifetime the worst NFL uniform? The worst NFL uniform. Your lifetime, so 1940 on. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I got a long, lot of ground to cover here. Um, I don't know, man. I didn't, when like Jacksonville came in and Carolina came in and they go with all these light colors and they're trying to be like the Dolphins, I'm like, this is, you know, g- give, me some, give me some fierceness. I, I, I didn't, I never really got on board. Like I'm more of a, I like angry football uniforms. Give me a Raiders. Give me a, or give me a prestige. Give me a Dallas. Give me a Green Bay. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Do we, where are you going with this? I'm just asking. I, I think I think that I I don't know. I'm just trying to think. My life, thank God, I don't know. Those Seattle things are awful, man. Those are those are really really bad. Those Tampa Bay ones in the last couple of years are right up there. They're awful. Um, I I just. I'll tell you what, man. Those Drew Bledsoe era Bills uniforms are hideous. Absolutely hideous. I'm just a traditionalist. Stay with your uni. It's all mine. So, r- 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 ride it out. That's enough with the selling jerseys. All right. Uh, hey, thanks for everybody listening on Sunday night. Anything going on in your life that you'd like to discuss on the way out here, Matt? So I'm jacked up about this. So I, I uh, am also happy to still be married after this. But I, ha- you know, as, as everyone I think knows, I – have an office at my house because I've talked about it a few times. Um, and my lovely wife is cool enough to just be like, I don't care what you do with it. Do whatever the hell you want. You put all sports stuff up on the walls, your memorabilia, whatever. Right. She stays out of it because she doesn't care and it's fine. So I had a little chunk of change left over from my, you know, from my birthday and, and just from, you know, some side stuff that my you know, staff's just like, yeah, I don't care what you do with it. It's fine. And I started screwing around uh, you know, online, I'm like, well, what can I get? What can I get? I found a full sized arcade game of NBA Jam and I bought it. <laughs> and it will be here on Wednesday. <laughs> I am jacked up, man. Wait, let me tell you something. I'm getting golden tea too. I just haven't put down the money for it yet. How but much I'm, was it? How much was NBA Jam? It was not cheap. Uh, no. it was, I, oh, I, I, with, I think all in, it was like a shade under four fifty. 
$450 for an NBA Jam thing that's coming to Rockford that you're going to sit there and play NBA Jam by yourself. Dude, no, no. It connects to Wi-Fi so I can play on like a network against other people. I mean, I think actually think 450 minutes is a good chunk of change to put down, but overall, like, I think it's a good investment for you. It's not bad, right? Like, and it's cool, man. Like, yeah. Full sized, got the marquee that lights up. Like, obviously, brand new. I, I mean, mean you got you got NBA Jam. Dude, I think it's awesome. Great, I, I think it's, I I told Steph. Stephanie was like, "What is it?" And I explained it, and she was just like, "You're you're an idiot." And she's like, she she laughed. She didn't really care. But it's coming on Wednesday. I'm gonna be the only one home. It weighs a hundred pounds. I'm gonna lug this thing all the way down my basement stairs and into my office. And I, I'm jazzed, man. And then I'm telling you right now, next month I got a little extra scratch to play with. I am absolutely gonna get like Golden Tea or or uh, Space Invaders or something like. I'm I'm going for broke. I've got room for two of them, and I'm getting two of them. See, that's just that's living right there. I'm very I'm very proud of you. Very. I'll send you a picture of it when it's done. I'll, I'll tweet it out as well. Yeah. But it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I think she thought I was just going to buy like an autograph, like a full size helmet because I have a few of them. I enjoy collecting them. But like, when I told her what I bought and I showed it to her and showed her the dimensions of it, she was just, I, I think, partially amused and partially ashamed simultaneously. I'm thinking like what video game I would buy. I'd, I'd, if I was doing that, I'd probably want to buy one of those things that has like 10 of them. Like it has Galaga right. and has Centipede and has Vince Pac-Man and all that stuff. But if I think I could only have one, I might go Centipede because I, you can't get good at that game. Like it's, it's, <laughs> they're always coming at you. Um, that's awesome. Uh, I'll wrap up with this. I, uh, congratulations to LeBron and the Lakers for winning the NBA championship tonight. Uh, let's give me my one Michael Jeffrey Jordan soliloquy. I don't care if LeBron wins 10 titles. I will never change my mind. It's Jordan's the, 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 the reason why I view him as the greatest player ever has very little to do with the six championship rings. In fact, I think he was a better player. I know he was a better player before he ever won his first ring His the lead up to it. The guy was straight preposterous, at least certainly as, as, prime athleticism, prime scoring, prime defender. That was all before they started winning titles. We overvalue championships in this world. You mentioned earlier on the podcast that the greatest thrower of the football is probably Dan Marino. Dude never won a ring. Um, so we overvalue that stuff. But just congrats to LeBron. I just want to be a big man on this Sunday. I watched a lot of that game tonight alongside Seattle and Minnesota, and I felt like puking. And uh, But Jimmy Butler, man, I got to give him his props. Friday night, that dude going one-on-one against LeBron down the stretch and, and, and the rest of the Lakers and somehow pulling out that game. He, he emptied the tank. There was absolutely nothing left, but that was a phenomenal basketball game. You know what? I, I, I will concur. I don't have much to add because I'm a Knicks fan, so I, the NBA died 20 years ago for me. Um, I will add that I, I just think, look, LeBron's an all-time great. Obviously, he's phenomenal. It sits wrong with me that – he just jumps from team to team yep. to team. Yep. And yep. I, don't, I don't care what anybody says. I, oh, you're a hater. I, go to hell. It's how I feel. Like, I, I don't care. It bothers me that he does that. It, to me, if Jordan did that, he would have won 15 titles. Like, right. I just I, – I don't – there's no – it's almost like when the Yankees won a World Series and people are like, oh, it's like, yeah, well, no, no, of course they won a World Series. They have $400 million in payroll. Like, I, Jesus, I'd hope they'd win a World Series. I – 
I, I agree with you completely with the stuff about Jordan. Look, I grew up a Knicks fan in the 90s. He is the first player in my life that I simultaneously hated and loved watching. I just I, – he was unbelievable. And to me, it wasn't that they won championships. I mean, it was in the, in the grand sense. But nobody terrified me more as an opposing fan ever in any sport this day in my life than Michael Jordan did. It was horrifying. <laughs> you just knew you were going to lose. He was unbelievable. And, you know, I, whenever I think of LeBron, and this may be unfair, I just think of him quitting on Cleveland in that Boston series all those years ago. I think about all the jumping of teams. And God bless him, man. He is a great player all time. It, it, but I just – I can't have the same level of respect that I have for Jordan because Jordan went through all those teams in the East and did it. Hey, listen, it. We could go on forever, but I'm with you. I think Jordan's the greatest player to ever play. But congrats to LeBron, who does get his fourth title. And, hey, the man has had one hell of an NBA career. He has. And I, I mean, I think he's going to get to six. I really do. They're, the guy. I don't know. That's another thing, by the way. I don't understand it. But somehow the guy just is getting more athletic and never gets tired. Something's going on over there. I'm not – I'm just – it's just not normal. Uh, hey, thanks for listening to Stack in the Box. We're with you this coming Wednesday as well. Uh, our loyalty people, you know that. Uh, but if you are just checking us out for the first time and you made it to the end of the podcast by some miracle of God, we will be with you on Wednesday as well. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, yeah, crazy day in the NFL today. Prayers up to Dak for a quick recovery. Chiefs actually lost a football game. here, And we didn't even discuss COVID tonight. Maybe we'll get to that on Wednesday. Any final thoughts, Matt? No, I'm going to bed. All right. Night, night, everybody. We'll see you Wednesday.